0: Welcome back to Strike Forts, round 11. We're down on the cards. We're going to have a big round 11, a big round 12, and hopefully get the win. Pete, how are you doing?
1: Yeah, good, mate. How are you?
0: Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm good. I really enjoyed this, uh, the last UFC fight night. I thought the prelims were just literally saying before we started recording, this was one of the best prelims for for a while. What did you think?
1: Yeah, it was a good one. It was just like... Uh, what they were saying as well, like Paul Felder and that, people have been saying about this smaller cage, it's just making people, <clears throat> whatever styles they've got, it's just making people engage more and just like, I guess they're just sort of forced to fight a little bit more rather than having them in too much space. What do
0: you, what so do you think like, about having, a, like, because the cage is smaller and obviously like if we're having title fights and stuff like that in, in this cage as well, like mm. Usman could potentially, <clears throat> you know, he has to defend the title and the circumstances are different from the uh, circumstances in which you won it in, like, do you think it makes difference, or do you think, do you know, what they're just fight? It's just a fucking fight. The best fight is going to win. What do you think?
1: Yeah, yeah. I think to be honest, I don't, I don't mind either. Like, I understand they're doing it in a smaller venue and it's a smaller cage and stuff. But then, I do like the, I like the bigger ones as well. As you're saying about it, it makes it seem more because the, the, there's that, like obviously you start start from the bottom and it's like the cages that you get at like small sort of uk events like a couple of them i've been to and it's literally like there's not that much space in there at all and Mm. it's like they're just forced to like almost forced to like do i guess some people are forced to do stuff that they don't want to do some people like that movement and stuff um Mm. but yeah so i mean it it was exciting for these prelims It it was like like as they were saying they were just sort of forced to just engage rather than taking their time sort of moving around but do you know what i mean if But then again, if they're good enough in a bigger cage, they'll know how to cut people off and do what they want to do anyway. So, yeah. um, Yeah. Yeah. I don't don't think it matters too much.
0: No, I, I think at this kind of level, you know, you'd hope that it wouldn't affect the outcome of a fight, like, too much. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think, like, look at a fighter like Khabib, he's probably loving a smaller cage. Do you know what I mean? Something like that. But then you look at someone uh, like, yeah, yeah. like Dominic Cruz who needs to move around a bit. He'd probably prefer a bigger cage. So I think when it comes to stuff like that, yes. But, you know, I, I think if, if it's, if it's going to make the fights the way they did these prelims, I'm all, I'm all, I'm all for it. The first fight of the yeah. evening um, was Anthony Ivey against Christian Aguilera in the welterweight division. Both fighters making their UFC debut here. And it was a big finish from Christian Aguilera. It was his 20th pro fight. Look, it really—it looked like um, just a sort of a really standard overhand right, but it really actually hurt him. It was quite interesting to see.
1: Mm. Yeah, yeah, he just looks like like we keep saying them guys that got that special something in their hands, and he just like yeah, he looks like a fucking monster as well.
0: Yeah, really, really Um, exciting fight. Really, Really exciting fight. First round stoppage. Um, and then the second fight, again, was another, was another stoppage. It was Tyson Nam against Zaruk Adeshev. This was in the bat and weight division. Um, it was Adeshev's fourth MMA fight. Um, but he had over like 20 kickboxing matches. So when I saw that, I thought, you know what? Oh, he's had like 20 kickboxing matches. This is his fourth MMA fight. Like maybe he could pull up a bit of a surprise here. Maybe he could pull a big win over a veteran. Uh, but no, big right hand from Tyson. Select him within seconds. It was, I was really impressed was by Tyson. Yeah. What did you think, Pete? It was
1: probably my favorite one.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, you see, it seemed like he was, like, confident from the start, like, everything that other guy threw, he just sort of was like, okay, okay, I'll see where that's coming from, and then, yeah, straight off that leg kick, just that counter right hand, fucking, that's probably my favourite one of the night, Yeah. I think.
0: I was going to say this is probably my favourite knockout of the night. It was really, 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 really good. Um, yeah, so we'll see what happens with Tyson now. The bantamweight division obviously stacked. Um, but, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens there. Next fight was Julia. I know we're going through this quite quick, but they were quite quick knockouts. So, you know, what the fuck do you want from us? Um, Julia Avila um, against Gina Mazzani Again, women's <laughs> bantamweight weight division. Um, just, again, Avila absolutely murks her. Uh, um, early stoppage, uh, absolutely swarmed her. This was the third fight of the evening, the third early stoppage. And I was thinking, I, I was just loving it. I was thinking, what a fucking card this is. And oh, I know yes. people people get, there's a lot of um, different people that have, like, really different outlooks and stuff. I remember when I watched McGregor Aldo um, with a few of my mates, and one of my mates was fucking pissed off that it was a 14-second knockout. And I'm like, mate, this is what
1: I people I know, like, what do they? Like, I don't know what people expect. Like, you see it lot like, in boxing and stuff as well. It's like, oh, I paid all that money, and it was o- like, it was over in the first round. It's like, well, it ain't fucking. It's not like going to the cinema, is it? Like, you go to <laughs> cinema, you you pay for a three-hour film, you watch three-hour film. Like, yeah. <laughs> this, yeah, This like this could have, this could like these sort of things could end whenever. That's what's exciting about it.
0: Exactly, hundred hmm. percent. Yeah, so I'm I'm happy with early stoppages. If the whole card was like that, then I'll, I'll be over. Oh yeah, anyway. yeah. Um, so, yeah, really, really impressive from, from Avila. Um, the next fight was um, Divashvili against Gustavo Lopez. It, this was a catch-weight fight, catch fight, Pete. Um, what's, mm. what's going on with these catch-weight fights?
1: I don't know. I really don't know. It's so weird. I'm, I'm wondering whether they're struggling to get... I know they're saying that only one or two people have come out and said they, they ain't fighting during the pandemic, but like, I'm wondering whether people are just... Not not wanting to, so I don't know whether they're struggling to get fighters because because even there's um, like this this fighters fighting that lost like a couple of weeks ago they're fighting again like mm-hmm. even before some people that have won and stuff like that like it's, I don't know what's going on.
0: It's weird. I, I guess weird. you know, in the circumstances given, you know, I'm happy to. I'm not. I'm not like I say. Don't take it as a as a complaint. It's just more yeah. as like a, an intrigue to be like you know, when people make weight, uh, don't make weight. I know that um, Dana fucking hates it. So I don't know. But then it just seems like you know they're just saying, oh, we'll have a catch weight then. Um, it was 139 yeah. pounds against 140 pounds. I'm hoping that what this does now. We've spoken about it before. And it's a bell that Joe Rogan constantly rings all the time. But I'm hoping this does open up the door a little bit to more more weight divisions.
1: Yeah, it should do, really. Especially them, so. especially the lower ones, yeah. It's just like... Because I think some of them people do just fucking... Almost like ruin their careers, just cutting down to that weight. Like, mm. like, like, I don't think McGregor would still be doing it now. Like, that's probably why, he, well, he retired, like fucking. he was just like, fuck this, I'm staying at welterweight. I ain't got to cut no weight. Yeah feel fresh sort of coming in but yeah they do need to like open it up a bit i think
0: 100 percent, 100 percent. i was listening um, after your recommendation i was listening to henry Sahudo on joe rogan and he was talking yeah, about how so it's a really good pod yeah and he was just talking about how he used to cut weight and you know and then the next day balloon up like they're, they're talking about i think he said 14 pounds in, in a day or something crazy like that or something like it's just like yeah, what is that he doing said,
1: to your body I, know. I think he said the biggest he cut was like sixteen pounds, like he left it a bit too long. Did you that that was the mad bit. That's that it's crazier things happen cause when he said he that first weight cut and then he went to someone went to Joe Silver or someone like that, oh, he's like, I'm not doing this anymore. Like I'm gonna quit, I think. It's just like, imagine if someone like that had quit and like we'd never get to see someone be like a double champ and fucking mad be one of the best fighters really. It's just like that's what that's what I mean. It's a shame, really. You got probably got all these talented people. Like, look at fucking all the shit that Rumble Johnson put himself through, mm. and he's and he's fighting these weird welterweight fights, and then he moves up to his natural weight, or probably probably a little bit above his natural weight, oh, and he's just knocking everyone out. It's just yeah, yeah. I, I don't I don't I don't think the benefits that good unless you're quite a big person anyway. Like that's, that's probably why. I, like a lot of people say McGregor only fought smaller people, but he weren't like, he weren't built like a brick shit house. He was just long. Like he was like long and rangy for that division. So when he did cut down to featherweight and he almost looked like a fucking zombie, but then on fight night, he looked fucking great. Like Aldo, he looked, that was one of the worst I've seen him. And then he comes out with that performance. It's just like,
0: yeah, it's, mad.
1: Um, it's, it's weird, I guess. I guess if you do it right, there are people that can do it right for you, but you need, I bet there's people out there doing it on their own and, yeah. sitting in a sauna
0: fucking killing herself. It's, man, the, the Ultimate Fighter was the first thing that opened my eyes to it. I remember that we, we've spoken about it on a couple of uh, pods previous as well anyway, <laughs> but I mean, yeah. if listen pod, we will repeat ourselves. Um, and he was just like the geezer in the sauna on the bike and they had to like drag him out and stuff <laughs> like that. And it's yeah, just, yeah. it's mad. It's mad what they do to themselves. And I just think yeah. like, for me, like when I was cu- early, because I've been watching boxing and UFC for so long and I always thought to myself that, the weight classes was a really fair way to do it. I always agreed with it. And I always thought, oh, it's really, really good. And then the more I got into it and the more I learned about it, it was like, it's its almost a competition to see, right, who can weigh in and then boom, who can put on the most weight?
1: Like, yeah, it's, yeah. it's
0: not, it's such a strange way of, it's such, its very, it's very weird, strange. It? Yeah. It's almost
1: like a, I know it's not, I know that's not what they're aiming for, but it's almost like a split between like a bodybuilding competition. And then the next night they fight, it's like they come out, they're all ripped to shreds. Yes. And then the next night they The next night, it's like I guess I was listening to a um, who was on there the other day, Uh, Ronnie Coleman when it when he was saying like how he pig how he pigs out after a competition. It must be what it's like for them. They must weigh in, fucking stumble to the stumble to their room and either get food ordered or go to a restaurant and just jam a load of pasta and chicken inside them or something like that. Yes, imagine doing that overnight, like putting on. I swear, some people have put on like twenty pounds. Like some people, some some fucking beasts have done it. They're like, oh yeah, that guy used to pack on like 20 pounds of whatever overnight. It's like, yeah, it's yeah, fucking yeah. ridiculous. It's,
0: it's mad. I remember my, um, my cousin, shout out to Gerd, Gerd Shergill is a, um, obviously amateur MMA fighter. He's the geezer that I showed you the video of him, head kicking that geezer and, and, oh, yeah, yeah. and knocking yeah. him out. Shout out to Gerd. I remember he, he obviously weighed in on, on one of his fights that I went to. And then the prelims had already started. Um, and I was in the, I was in the lobby uh, getting a beer and he was eating a chicken kebab. Like a large chicken kebab. He was eating it and he he had a fight later in the night. I was like, What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? He's like, Yeah, I'm just trying to put on a bit, you know what I mean? i got to get and I'm like I was thinking, mate, you're gonna shit yourself in the cage. Like that's that's gonna come straight out of me. it's like, yeah, like
1: depends, depends where he got it from, wasn't that fucking kebab centre, was it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fucking hell oh man if you're from Medway
0: um, yeah no offence to, no, no, to any of the kebab shops around here but you know Pete ordered burger oh. sauce on his kebab and they put <laughs> barbecue sauce on unforgivable absolutely
1: unforgivable That's, I can't believe you thought I ordered it like that I fucking
0: when you sent that picture and you had barbecue sauce on your kebab I was thinking I don't want to be friends with this geezer anymore but, obviously... no, I've,
1: I've, but maybe I put it on the caption I was saying I was like what the fuck I didn't even order like I didn't order this but yeah, that was so that was so disappointing <laughs> <laughs> we take our command yeah, but...
0: very seriously here in Strike Strikeforce But yeah, it's, um, it's weird, bruv It's like, what, what I've noticed as well Because I was listening to Tony Ferguson talk about it And Tony Ferguson said he was in camp for so long Because fights kept getting pushed back That instead of mm. cutting down weight He decided to just stay at, at, at 155 like, He was like, that's the weight yeah. I want to stay at so when I weigh in, that's the weight I'll be. The day before, that's the way I am. The day after, that's the way I am. I'm just keeping it continuously at that weight. Whether that works yeah. well for him or not against Gaethje is obviously, you know, you, we saw what happened. But that for me, I, I just always assumed that, oh yeah, he's weighing in at 155, that's how much he weighs. But it's not like that. Yeah. They're cutting to get to that. No. And then they, it's, it's so strange.
1: Yeah, it's a certain, uh, I think Rogan's had a couple of guys on, um can't remember the guy's name now, but he's, he said he managed it or. He works with like so many fighters in the UFC and he, he, he knows how to scientifically like, get them down to weight. He knows what they should be eating, um, stuff like that. But then, did you watch all the Cejudo podcasts?
0: No, I missed like the last half hour or 20 minutes, I'd say. I
1: don't know whether, you, you might, I don't know whether you've gone past it or not, yet, but even he said on some days, on the, on the actual days of the fight, like Rogan's like, what do you eat? Sort of like pasta or whatever. And he's like, yeah, I have to have some carbs and that. But then he's like... I eat sort of what I want as well, and he it, it was like, "What do you mean?" And he said he he likes that feeling of being happy as well. Like if his body's saying to him, "I want some ice cream, or I want a, I want some chocolate, or something like that," he, he'll just eat it. And that's on a fucking UFC fight, like maybe a title fight. I think he's done that, and it's just like he's found out that I think one of the fights he said he struggled in uh, the first the first dj fight he said he was so strict with himself he's like all i'm allowed is lean chicken breast or like steamed chicken breast on the day of the fight and stuff like that and he just said he had no energy inside him right he had no he had no sugars or fats and he was just like my body just wasn't happy like and he said he noticed it so i think i guess it's different for everyone but it must be that element of just making sure you're going in there with like Sort of just happy, really, like clear mindset and stuff. Not like, I mean, not fucking you, torturing yourself.
0: No, exactly. Shit food does for me anyway. Like, because I, I obviously know, you know, being a chunky man and being a lot chunkier when I was younger as well. I'd always think, like, why the fuck am I craving shitty food all the time? Like, why is it? Why can't I get fulfilled from eating a salad? And obviously you, you read about how like, you know, you eat that shit and it releases like endorphins and all that kind of stuff. So that shit's important, bro. You have to have the right chemical in, in your brain as well as in your body, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Makes perfect yeah, so, sense. He's a really yeah. interesting guy, man. Like he's, you know, just um, staying on Cejudo for a tiny bit. Like obviously he's retired now, but he said that that fight interests him at featherweight. What did you think about that?
1: Yeah, I think it would be a good one, especially mm. for just for Volkanovsky's size. Um, the only thing is, <laughs> he's given up his belts now, so technically he wouldn't be a free free weight world champion. I think would. Like, like like you know, he I would, think but, he still would, wouldn't he? Yeah, well, he, well, he would, but then that's, that's like McGregor still walking about with his featherweight belt. It's like he's not. Uh, yeah, I, I, guess, I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I guess. I guess. Um, I was, mean, he would like he would. He, he could say lot like, have won. Well, he would be a free weight world champion because he's won it three times. But, but not currently, be, like defending. No, he, he wouldn't hold them all at the same right, time. Right, 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 right. Okay. Which, yeah, which yeah. is probably which is probably what the record is. Um, no, I do. But still, that. like, but I'll get, I'll, yeah, I I'll get. Yeah, got. I mean, I I've got. I've got. I I've got a feeling it's going to be the same sort of outcome with the rematch. And like, I could be wrong, but a good for, for him to come back. It'd be, a, it'd be a good one, I think. But then, how long would he stay for? Would he just come back and do a GSP and then go go again? I don't know if they like that or not.
0: Which rematch you mean? do you mean? The Volkanovski Holloway one?
1: Yeah. I'm saying, if, if Volkanovski, I've got a feeling Volkanovski going to win that. And then if Cejudo come back just to win that title, mm. would he just bugger off again? Right. So okay. I don't think I don't think they really like people doing that. But, no, no, that's um, a good point. That's a good point. That's interesting that you think
0: Volkanovski is going to win.
1: I, I'm I'm really I'm really I was, excited for that fight. Others all others almost. Just it was one of them fights. I was almost dead certain he was going to win the first time. I was just like, mm. like, I think Max Max is good, but seeing some like holes in his game and the performance against like Poirier and stuff, I don't know. I don't think he's like what he what he was, right? Because um, he's had so many wars as well. And you can't. I don't think you can. I think Volkanovski is more technical and tries not to get hit as much. Whereas I think Max has gone through his career like, yeah, I'm a tough Hawaiian guy. I'll just stand there and bang with people. It's just like. I think that's only going to work to like a certain point.
0: Interesting We'll see We'll see what happens there Just finishing off The prelims Of, of the last UFC Then Peter We had uh, As mentioned At the catchweight fight uh, Merab Diveshvili uh, uh, Against Gustavo Lopez Really really uh, Strong start From Divashvili uh, Big takedown Big finish To the end of the round um, I was thinking What Fucking this fight Has gone to round two What's all this shit about um, But uh, <laughs> it, was really, really, it was a really Really good fight Round two yeah. um, Again Merab Had him in a really Horrible position He had him in a neck crank It was Oh mate these net cranks that people. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm I thought we
1: really... did. I thought we tapped. Like I couldn't see from that angle. I was like, oh fucking hell, and then they just sort of carried on.
0: I think maybe after the Askrin Lawless situation, the refs are very on these net cranks. Mm. Like they're very, yeah, yeah. they have to be very on them. Like, but they also have to make sure that there, there is, there is a tap. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, it was a really, really good fight. Um, it was just, you know, especially coming up to the end of round three, his absolute dominance from, from Devashvili. Um, and he obviously got the unanimous decision win there. So he looks really, yeah. really strong. But again, I don't know, does this count as an official, like the fight? Like, does, I know, so it goes on the record as a win, but where does it put him in the rankings? What weight was it? I don't know. It's just a, yeah, bit, I know. Just a, it's just a bit strange. I wish yeah, they'd even say... Look, these are the weights. This is what we're fucking doing. Or we, we're introducing new weights, but they're having these catchweight fights. It's very, very strange. Anyway, let's go on to the main card yeah. quickly then. Um, first fight of the evening was Hannah Siffers um, against uh, Maria Agapova. Um, Hannah Siffers, bless her. Fresh off the fight with Mackenzie Dern
1: that she lost.
0: <laughs> and, you know, know straight it's in. So harsh. Straight in, like no, you said, some, Pete.
1: <laughs> against, some, against some monster. Yes. I love that other girl. She's fucking she's my new favorite. she's my new favourite female fighter.
0: <laughs> Why is that?
1: She was just I don't know, there was something about her at the beginning. She she was just sort of like rocking out in the corner. She's like, Right, let's go, just the way she just looked dangerous, like a really yeah. sort of long she's like like she I mean that, that Hannah Siffers was like taking her shots pretty well, but mm. yeah, this and then to find out she's only like twenty two, twenty three, something like that. Um yeah, and she's just like even at, did you <laughs> her interview afterwards yeah, with, with yeah. Paul fuck fucking yeah. hell, she was she was getting me energized. I was watching it quite late, I was just like, whoa. Felt like going for a run or think. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> <She laughs> yeah. sick. Very, very sick fight. Really interesting
0: look as well. Very uh, unique look. Um, you know, you're going to mm. be, be able to pick Maria out of a crowd. Definitely. A massive, yeah. massive head kick from Agapova. Using her reach so well. Using the distance so well. Um, gets the back. Chokes her out. Another first round finish. Um, yeah, again, just I, I'm, 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 all, I'm all for first round finishes. So this was a really, really exciting card. Uh, big from her. Um, Hannah Siffers, Pete, I mean, should you take some time off now, do you reckon? What do you think? Or get straight yeah, back into
1: the That's what I mean. I don't know what the fucking hell. Um it must it must be so tough. Mm. Like coming off a loss and then being like, "Right, oh, wicked, I've got another opportunity against this young girl getting bashed and it's just like oh, I don't know, that must be so dangerous. 'Cause I know in I know in the past it's like you lose three in a row you're out. Um I don't know what the rules are anymore. Um but yeah. Fucking have
0: which, a rest, like which is the, <laughs> yeah, yeah, in it. have, have, have a rest, have a rest. It's strange, isn't it? especially in, in MMA. Like you know, we're uh, we're loving our NBA at the moment, Pete, and they play you know back to back games three or four times in a week. If you mm. lose two games in a row, it's like oh fuck it, you know what I mean? I've lost two games in a row. You lose two fights in a row, it's your yeah. mind, it's your body, especially in that turnaround. It's yeah. you know, I can't I can't imagine. I, I hope she's going to doing her sports psychology sports therapy that kind of stuff because i'm yeah, sure yeah. i'm sure it takes a lot out of them bruv it really
1: must do yeah 100 it's more mental i think it's like mm. a, like physically physically these guys could probably do it every weekend they probably used to when they was younger like this yeah, thing talk. that spoke about it yeah. they're just like fuck it we have a fight and then a few days later it's like oh, we got another one it's just they can do it but it's just at this level losing and that it's just like so like, even someone like Gaethje says, and he's game. He said he's game to fight whenever, but he's become more smart now. And he's like, it's the mental time I need to get ready. Like I needed a certain amount of weeks to mentally prepare for a fight. Like I think that's that's the main thing. Mm, mm,
0: mm, mm. Yeah, really, really interesting. Bless her. So hopefully she'll come back strong. We'll, we'll see what happens there with with Hannah. The next fight of the evening was Jordan Espinosa against Mark De La Rosa. This was another another fight in the bantamweight division, the stacked uh, the stacked bantamweight division. The output from Jordan Espinosa in this fight, Pete, was absolutely mm. unreal. A hundred strikes just in, first, in in the round one and the fight just continued like that. Um, De La Rosa had a few guillotine attempts, never really had anything um, and it was the nah. unanimous decision for, for Jordan Espinosa. What did you think of this fight?
1: Yeah, it was really good. I think straight off the bat he reminded me of um, like it, was, it was like watching Barbosa or something like that. Yeah. Like just the way he moved and stuff. Uh, like really like fucking clean jab. It was the other guy had a fucking really good chin. I think that's what it come down to. Like he's just, Very he was constantly plodding forward, but he just didn't have nothing. Didn't have nothing for him, really. Yeah,
0: just being out work. Yeah, that
1: guy looks. What, what weight was that again?
0: That was. This is bantamweight. Um, Jordan won the fight, and then after he actually, he called out Tyson. Uh, Tyson Nam as well. Um, oh, nice. Just, just nice. Straight called him out, and that's obviously Tyson had the the early knockout um, of the evening as well. So again, mm. two bantamweights there that might they might. Just jump straight back in again. The fights are coming thick and fast, and yeah, I'm, good I'm fucking one. loving it. Um, we have got another fight to yeah. preview as well. So, but I don't want to, we'll, we'll, I'm not saying we're going to rush through these, but we will get through them. The next fight of the evening was Andre Philly against Charles Jourdain, um, Air Jourdain, which I think is a great nickname for. for <laughs> I'm loving that. Sick. Um, there was it was this fight was really, really exciting. There was a really, really great exchange of head kicks in the first round like, literally, head kick, head kick, head kick. There's like four head kicks they're doing, head kick feature. I thought it was amazing. Uh, Jordan was using the left high kick, really, really good, and um, it looked like he hurt Philly's arm. Did you see that? You know, when he stopped yeah. throwing.
1: Yeah, it was a bit weird. You when know, I didn't, you, you wonder whether there, there was something there, but then he seemed he seemed to be sort of right after that. Um, yeah, yeah, he's didn't seem to affect him too much.
0: No, he was finishing the round hmm. strong after that anyway. Um, uh, and yeah, it was a crazy round three. Um, Philly had tape on his ears, um, and that's obviously because he wears like hooped earrings. Yeah. Pete. Is that right? right?
1: Yeah, yeah, he, had, he had, did you see? It? He, had, he had to put it on in the beginning, which was fucking ridiculous. Like, he, he can't see whether he's putting it on properly or not. Yeah. Just, like, just, get, just get someone to do it for him. He literally grabbed the tape, tried to rip it off, and just... I'm fucking I'm surprised they stayed on.
0: I know. <laughs> I mean, he must have been sweating as well. Like, people's ears oh, no. are sweaty. I've got big lobes, so, like, that was... I was, bit, <laughs> I was thinking to myself, if he... Like, the reason they've put tape on it, is it to stop the other geezer ripping them out?
1: That's what I'm thinking. Why, just fucking just take them off, <laughs> take them out, <laughs> take them out. Do you know what I mean, why? And just leave them. Just say, Oh, don't yeah. touch the fucking ears." Like, would you? I don't, I don't get it. Like, what's that? What's that mean? Does that mean he's only just had them done, or what? Because I've seen no. people with them before. Like, or yeah. like, I don't. I, I fucking don't understand it.
0: It was so weird. I don't know. Maybe thing I, I know that he does wears the hoop earrings and I know from obviously doing that, you know, you stretch your earlobes out so even when you take your earrings out, your earlobes are still a bit stretched but if they're thinking Charles is going to fucking put his finger in there and rip them out...
1: Right. Oh, right. Oh, so he's got them sort of holes. Them yeah, weird holes. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, that's fucking... Yeah, that's yeah, weird, isn't it? Yeah, yeah he... I suppose it could have. Even, even... Fucking hell. Go from eye pokes to ear pokes.
0: Yeah, exactly. I, <laughs> it rips. I think, what they, I think the reason why they did that is because because he stretched them out. They've probably yeah. got um, enough room for a finger to to get in there. Yeah. So thought, during yeah. grappling yeah, and yeah. submission exchanges, they w- they wouldn't want it to happen by accident. Him getting a finger in there or stuff
1: or Oh right, I didn't. I didn't even notice. I thought I thought we had just like diamonds, like like little studs in. was saying That's why they covered them. No, I didn't. Even, I, I didn't notice. No no
0: no it's cuz he stretches about he's his <laughs> tattoos and all that kind of stuff in not Um but yeah it was uh, that was interesting but then crazy round 3 again it was a, I thought it was quite um a close fight but I did think Philly did enough to win. Um he won by split decision. Really really interesting at the MP when uh, one of the judges um scored it for Charles Jordan even Jordan was like, "Hey,
1: what?" Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I noticed. He was like, no, no. It was almost like he was going to say if he won, he, he wouldn't accept it. <laughs> yeah, but no, no, no.
0: It's like, come on, mate. Have a bit of confidence. Be like, yeah, I fucking did win that.
1: It's good. it's good to see that though because yeah. I think didn't someone win the other week and they, you could tell on their face they knew they didn't win the fight and they're like, uh, well, yeah, <laughs> I'll take that one. <laughs>
0: I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, really, um, really, really impressive performance there from Andre Philly. He was just saying in the interview, look, I've, I'm here in the featherweight division. I've been around for a while. You know who I am. You recognise me. And I've been, I've been fighting. I've been winning. I won, I won a big name. And I, I kind of agree with him, Pete. We sort of. I was surprised to see he's not ranked.
1: Who did he? Didn't he? Didn't he lose quite a big fight though? Was it? Did he? I can't remember the
0: record because for him, for him to—I don't know—maybe it's because of the tattoos and stuff that, um, you know, I, I'm
1: sure, I'm sure he got like badly knocked out by someone. So like, he tried stepping up against someone big, and then he... i am sure he fucking got knocked out.
0: Um, so his last fights, um, he had so obviously he beat Charles D- uh, Jourdain. Before that, he lost to Sadiq Yusuf, uh, and that was a unanimous decision. Um, and then before that, he lost to. He's lost to Michael Johnson, that was a split decision. He's lost to Calvin Cater, that was a decision as well. Uh the last time he got knocked out Pete was um 2016 against Iai Rodriguez with a head kick.
1: Oh that was it. That's I saw the I saw some highlights the other day. Mm. Someone was talking about Rodriguez, yeah. Um, so,
0: yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. He's not on a mad win streak or anything like that. But the technique's no. there, and I think I think they've got a potential a potential star there. If he, he's always getting better, he's the early thirties. He's in the coming into the prime of his career now. So I, I, I'm hoping to see him against against a big name. I'd say.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: We'll see what happens there. Uh, the next fight was Kevin Aguilar against Charles Rosa, lightweight fight, very techy. Um, at the beginning, and this was like <laughs> it's one of these fights where it, for four minutes and 40 seconds or 50 seconds, it's a techy fight like they're, they're feeling each other out, really techy, and you know, trying to control the distance as soon as the 10 seconds thing goes, fighters come alive and I'm like, mate, why can't you do that when there's two minutes <laughs> left? Like, and I know it's it weird, takes it? a lot. It's so strange. Like, as soon as you hear that 10 second clap, fighters go mad. It's like a fucking alarm bell. Like, oh, I better I start fighting. Mate, that, that's what the bell's for. You should be doing that at a
1: bell. And then there's people that fucking should just back off like, um, who was it? Who, who did it? Was it Korean Zombie? Maybe. Remember we got he got that back elbow in the last ten seconds of the fight oh, or the up elbow? Was it the ear? Yeah, here? Last ten seconds and they just exchanged and there's that weird fucking elbow and he just he was he won the fight I think like everyone knew he sort of he was going to get the decision. he mm. was just like fucking just back off, <laughs> run <laughs> run fucking run away. <laughs> fucking <laughs> off.
0: Um, yeah, it was um, it was really really interesting from uh, from Rosa the way he was fighting because he kept changing his style. He was doing the um, McGregor karate stance, the low hands for a bit. Then he'd come up again and have the guard up high again. So yeah, it was really really interesting to watch him fighting. Um, great end to round two. Rosa was wobbling a bit, but um, he got a cut as well. And do you know what? I actually thought to myself watching this, like especially going into the third round when when it got a little bit. Um, when it got a little bit more interesting. This was just two fairly unknown fighters, like Kevin Egler, Charles Rosa. They're not household names. They're not names that, you know, roll off the tongue or whatever. It's a stacked division there in the lightweight. You've got Khabib and all these people at the top of it. But what this was, Pete, was just like two geezers just having it out. And they were just fucking Mm. fighting. And I was watching it and I was thinking, I was getting emotional. I was like, what a sport this is. Like these two geezers are fighting for their lives right now. I
1: just... Yeah, I loved it. I loved it. That's I mean. Sometimes you don't... You shouldn't... Like, because the rankings are a bit all over the place anyway at the moment. Like, I don't really know how technically they judge it. Like, how do they... Do they do it on a point?
0: It's weird. I have no idea.
1: Do you look at their records? But, yeah, it's just good... It's fucking entertainment, and it? It's just...
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's, that's why I think maybe... I understand these guys at the top sort of saying they want to get paid more and stuff. And to be, I don't know, but then I heard Joe Rogan say the other day that they're, even though they're like a multi million dollar business or fucking probably billion, like they're losing quite a lot at the moment. Like, so they're going to have to watch out for that as well. But I think uh, hopefully after all this and when it does, because this will just boost UFC anyway, like when it does get bigger, I think there should be some sort of. I don't know, like reconstruction of how they get paid and stuff, because they are like it's they're putting their fucking lives on the line, and you got like yeah. boxers are getting paid like millions of dollars for a fight, like even some of the like younger ones, and like other sports like basketball and stuff is crazy money, shit like that. It's just like why are these guys getting paid? You hear some of them like the lower ones, and they're like out, like actual wars, and they're probably going to put them out for like months. Mm. medical suspensions and they're getting like five grand something like that like, do you know what I mean like not any, not even enough to probably pay for their training camp
0: or to pay or for the medical bills, even
1: yeah like all that sort of shit as well so I think there should be some sort of re- like revamping how they do it but yeah, I I
0: think, no, no. <laughs> I get what you're saying, though. But I, I think a lot of it is the fact that Pete, like, this is is so early doors for MMA at the moment. Like, if you think about yeah, boxing, yeah. look back to Sugar Ray Robinson fighting in and Ali fighting in the 60s and stuff like that. Like, boxing goes yeah. back so far; it's a part of the staple of of, of a community. MMA yeah. has started in, in mine and yours lifetime. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I swear yeah. From, from UFC One with Royce Gracie and shit. So, and also in boxing you know you've got wbo wba and all these fucking different organizations and all the different promotion uh eddie and frank warren and all these people but then you've got in you know mma you've got what ufc bellator you know i know you've got one fc and cage um and cage warriors and stuff like that but you know there is just one main big promotion that everyone's watching people call the sport ufc do you know what i'm saying yeah yeah yeah, yeah." you into ufc i'm like no mate i'm into mma like do you know what i mean so it's it's it's, it's 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 getting there And I think the... I
1: love that What is it Do you That name or that quote It's like Do you do UFC Yeah like, It's so good I fucking love that
0: so Yeah don't fuck with me mate I know UFC Like I, I yeah. can do you Like that's that's, that's, I know, that's it? So stupid Yeah Like I said
1: It's, <laughs> do you do... it's like do you do NBA Yeah do NBA yeah.
0: Exactly, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm re- I'm really into, like, Premier League. Oh, mate, yeah.
1: <laughs> do you play Premier League? <laughs> yeah, that's
0: what I'm saying. <laughs> so, you know, uh, and and do you know what, Pete? This helps us because we've got on the band run early and we're doing a podcast about it. So when, when, when MMA is big, we'll this be one. big. We'll be millionaires, mate. Biggest.
1: Best, best, one out at the moment.
0: Best, 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 best UFC podcast out. Where we talk about just UFC. Um, yeah, we're sat here talking, we're <laughs> taking a piss out of people that I call it UFC, but we don't talk about any other organisations. <laughs> yeah, fuck I know. It, it. Yeah. Oh, uh, listen, how much time do you think we've got? Um, uh, uh, yeah, it Busy was. Again And another thing That made me a little bit Emotional watching this as well Was obviously the fact That it was like Two geese having it out Fighting to the end Throwing bombs Left right and centre And then Pete As soon as the final bell goes The expression changes The body mm. language changes You know what I mean It goes from You know It's like a It's so mad The way That final bell goes And they just smile At each other And they hug each other yeah, yeah, And they're high-fiving yeah, yeah, I'm it. just like Oh what a spot! What a
1: spot! <clears throat> It's even I find it. That's why I find it hard sometimes with the the guys that come out and hug just before the last round. Yeah, it's like it's like I do understand that, but then it's like, are you really in that killer frame of mind? Like, yeah. it's, I thought, yes, yeah, it's, it's weird. I would, I'd like leave that shit to the end, but. Yeah. Yeah, it's like yes. it's like
0: you used to see videos of Neville, Gary Neville, in the fucking tunnel coming out and that, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Even when he was playing Everton and and Phil Neville's like, mate, that's your brother standing next to you. Yeah, like, yeah. You can see, <clears throat> but they'd just be like, no, don't, I'm, nah,
1: I'm, don't I'm, give a shit.
0: I'm going to war. It's like Roy Keane when you hear him in the studio and he's like, you're going to war. What are you smiling? You're going to war. <laughs> Roy, right. calm down, mate.
1: Calm down. Fucking war. I look at football so differently now. Like, it's a fucking bunch of pansies, isn't it?
0: <laughs> Rolling about on the floor, getting paid all that money. Fuck, you know. yeah. They're Fucking
1: um, private water bottles. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, what is this? Anyway, we, we, listen. we, we oh, no, a football. We, we, fucking fun Eighth football. best
1: sport, isn't it? <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, uh, big decision there went to, to to rosa um and to be honest you know we always talk about the divide between the fighters at the top of division and the fighters trying to come up up in the division but i tell you what after this fight i'm really interested in, in in watching both of these fighters now after that i've got big big respect for him and it, like i said it was a really really good fight and he made me cry next fight is um Mar- marvin vittori against carl roberson uh, in the middleweight division. Um, what a fight, Pete! I mean, I, I've got my notes here. Did yeah. you want to? Did you want to start
1: us off? <clears throat> yeah, I thought it was really, good, like, really good. He just, yeah, just seeing what it come down to was he just uh, the Tory just wanted it more, right? <clears throat> and I think he, I think he's been wanting it more since <laughs> since they first met. But um, yeah, a bit, I don't know, it was a bit of a weird one at the end. I thought whether, whether that guy was actually that hurt or not, or. He seemed like he was just sort of taking shots, and he just sort of couldn't get out. But then, when the when the ref stopped it, it was like he just sort of sat there and like rolled forward a little bit. I don't know whether that was just exhaustion or yeah, maybe well, just couldn't keep up with the pace. But I don't know.
0: If, if he's tapping, <clears throat> he, he's tapping at the end of the day. Like, I think, like mm-hmm. it was really, really good exchanges at the beginning. Um, and Marvin was on top of him and just raining down shots. And there, mm-hmm. for me, there is there's an argument there for like, look, if you're fighting and it's supposed to be a fight and Marvin threw, I don't know, double figures, unanswered shots and Robeson's yeah. on the floor just covering up. Like, he's not hurt, but he's just covering up. He's not doing any offence. Yeah. You know, is, is that enough to be like, okay, he's got the upper hand here and he's basically won the fight because Roberson hasn't got any answers for him. But he, the fight wasn't stopped. It kept going on, kept going on. Vittori's raining down fucking shots on him um, and then yeah. finally sinks in the rear naked choke um, and uh, and Roberson just taps yeah I think it did now that you say that it did look like Vittori just fucking wanted it and Roberson just kind of I guess didn't want to didn't want to be in there or do you yeah. think he just got swarmed what what what, what, what do you think
1: yeah maybe <clears throat> maybe I, I guess there's them sort of fighters that just don't like that sort of shit there's people in there that can do do it all and then there's other ones that want to like treat it as like a, like a sparring match like keep their perfect distance and land that perfect shot but then when that doesn't work and it gets ugly it's like they sort of it's like deep waters in it, they don't know what to do. Mm, mm. Um, but yeah, it's just, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll put it down to he just wanted it more. He's fucking. Beast. Absolutely. I don't know. I got, even even thinking, to, but the guy's, he looks like a fucking beast anyway, but like, even to the, the point where Vittori was going after him the first time backstage and that, saying, I'm going to fucking kill you and that, you've you put me through all this fucking struggle and then you just quit and blah, 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 all this sort of stuff. Yeah just like maybe I don't know fucking maybe he didn't want it in the first place <laughs> I yeah, don't, but, I yeah, don't I know. know
0: yeah I don't know anyway he sunk in the choke um, and absolutely fucking roared when he uh, uh, you know when, yeah, that
1: was um, yeah
0: just going around shouting especially in an empty <laughs> arena it just sounds so good um mm-hmm. Yeah, give it. Give him a ranked fighter now. I'd say. I think Vittori's ready. He's coming up in the middleweight division. I'd say his next fight needs to be needs to be a ranked fighter. Um, yeah. And he, he 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 thinks he's ready for it as well. And obviously he's not going to say any different there. Um, just before we preview the fights that are coming up this weekend, very quickly then, Pete. The main event was Jessica Rye against Cynthia Calvillo in the women's flyweight division. First of all, Jessica misses weight by a quarter of a pound. Um, by uh, by, well, I suppose yeah, 0.25 pounds. Um. In The early stages, it looked like Jessica was a sort of better striker, but Cynthia just sort of took over in the fight. Pete,
1: yeah, that's what I mean. When we spoke about it, I think she just figured her out. I, I yeah. said she, like, a whole you can't just, especially not like, a main event fight, not saying she hasn't got any other skills or techniques, but you can't go through a main event fight just throwing a one two. That's literally yeah. all, all I noticed or remember, uh, sort of throwing. Mm. And this other girl, uh, Cynthia just said like so much, so many more tools in her box, and it's like it's all it's all well and good. Maybe that does work against some people, but you need like a plan B, a plan C, like use something else, change it up. That's why it's that's why it, the sport is what it is. It's just yeah. like I, I just couldn't believe it. I, I don't understand. <laughs> I, like you, you must do so much different work in the gym. You must do takedown submissions, throwing three, four, five punch combos with kicks on the end. And then you go into a fucking main event fight in the UFC and you throw a one two. You just use the one call, yeah. For the fucking hell it's like and it ain't working. <laughs> so, <laughs>
0: yeah. You know, again, we've never been in any pro fights, but we can see what's going on. Do you know what I mean? Like I know yeah. it's easy for us to say, but no, you I didn't back. hear
1: a corner. Did you hear a corner? I don't I don't know what they were saying. I didn't really I didn't really notice. No, no. The the only the,
0: the best there was um there was a good corner work um I can't remember what fight it was um I think it was trying to think what fight it was yeah it was um the, the Vili against Gustavo Lopez fight um mm. I'd like the I'd like the corner um the cornerman there because Lopez's cornerman was just like right just to let you know you lost that round so you have got to come out strong next round like, and I I, I like yeah. that so I hopefully yeah. Jessica's coaches were like look. You're the number one ranked fighter here, like what, what mm. you, you need, you, you know, you're gonna get beaten. You need to, you need to step yeah. up the pressure a little bit. But Cynthia really grew into the fight, bless her. I thought it was fantastic the way she was growing into the fight, more strikes, more takedowns. Um, Felder, uh, Paul Felder on commentary made a really interesting point to say, you know, these these women are fighting, but the reward against for these women is going to be a fight against Shevchenko. Is is that is that a reward? Yeah,
1: no, I, I saw someone come, someone's come out and said. She's not ready. I don't know who it was. Someone said they were a bit worried. They're like, No, you not you need a warm up fight. Right. Um I can't remember who it was, someone on Instagram, but like a like an ex fighter or something, or a fighter. And they were just like, Yeah, you're not that's a bit that's like <laughs> it's like throwing her to the walls really. She's not she needs she needs a couple more fights or one more at least. Yeah.
0: Yeah, which I'm not. Um, I mean, I wouldn't say I. I wouldn't say I disagree with that. To be honest, like you know, she's. I don't know. We'll we'll we'll, we'll see what happens. It, like I said, but before yes. we start thinking about Shevchenko, though, really big win for <laughs> Calvio. Really impressive. Uh, can't take it away from her. She just beat the number one ranked fighter in the women's flyweight division. Um, yeah. So yeah, really, really impressive from her. Um, and yeah it was a really really good card I really enjoyed it Um, really really good fights and like I said I'm all all for the early uh, early knockouts and it sets us up nicely for this weekend's uh, fights Pete if we just go through them very very quickly there we've got um, Austin Hubbard against Mac Roskopf that's in the lightweight we've got Roxanne Modaffery against Laura Murphy in the flyweight Frank Camacho against Justin James in the lightweight Courtney Casey is going to be fighting women's flyweight division there she's ranked number 15 at the moment in the Women's flyweight. She's fighting Gillian Robertson. Uh, We've got a middleweight bout between Marc Andre Berrioux and Oscar Pichota. Women's strawweight, Tisha Torres, who's currently ranked number 11 in the women's strawweight, she's fighting Brianna Van Buren. And then we've got um, a lightweight bout. The main prelim is Clay Guida against Bobby Green. Um, I'm always looking forward to Clay Guida, Pete, but. As a, as yeah, a yeah. you know, what what's your thoughts on, on Clay? Because we, we speak about these fighters that are saying, you know, we don't think they're going to be going for a fucking title shot or anything no. like that. But, you know, he's coming off um, a loss to Jim Miller, but he did beat BJ Penn before that as well. So, you know, it's... He's um, always,
1: yeah, he's always game, isn't he? He's fucking... He yeah. Me up. Um, and against Bobby Green as well. It's a good... It's like, definitely like a lot of styles makes fight sort of fight. He's got mm. like the sort of technical crisp striker against that fucking just little... Tasmanian devil should be a good
0: one. Yeah, a little little, bit. Really excited for that. Then we've got Jim Miller against Roosevelt uh, Roberts as well. Um, Roosevelt Roberts obviously um, fighting quite recently. Jim Miller as well, so that'll that'll be interesting. We've got, um, it doesn't say the weight class there for some reason. Maybe it's a catchweight. We'll see what happens. Uh, weight. we've got Bilal Mohammed against Limon Good. Women's Bantamweight, we've got Raquel Pennington against Marion Renu. That's going to be, that's um, fighter ranked number six against fighter number 10. So that's obviously pretty good. And then we've got what I think is a really, really interesting featherweight bout, which is Josh Emmett against Shane Burgos. Uh, with Josh, um, we've got Josh coming off two wins against Michael Johnson, um, not Michael Johnson out. And then we've got, um, he also beat Masar Bektic as well. And then Shane Burgos yeah, is too. coming off three wins as well against um, Cub Swanson, Kurt um, Hullab- uh, Hullaboo and Maquan Amerikani. So yeah, that, I think it's going to be a really good fight, Pete.
1: Yeah, it should be. yeah, that one should be really good. Look forward to that.
0: Yeah, and then the main event of the evening is Curtis Blades, who's ranked number three, against Alexander Volkov, who is ranked... Number seven, uh, Volkov is coming off a win against Greg Hardy. He's got that loss against Derek Lewis, which was a crazy fight where Derek just knocked him out with about 30 <laughs> seconds to go, which was fucking so crazy. But before yeah. that fight um, with Volkov, before that fight against Lewis, one, two, three, four, five, six fight win streak there. So that's, you know, not to be taken lightly. And then Curtis Blades, the only uh, loss that Curtis Blades has on his record is two losses, and they're both to Ungarnu um so you know there's no it's quite early
1: on when it yeah i think he's i think he's someone who's like on a tear like he's just on the upper he just seems to be getting better and better every time i see him yeah definitely. um yeah even against it, i think Santos. i was like Santos is my man he's just i was like come on like he can pull this off and then he just fucking, fucking round ran through.
0: two round two tko yeah, yeah stop DeSantos. Santos. Yeah. um he stopped Shamil. um Abdurakhimov as well, beat Justin Willis. Mate, he's beat Overeem, he's beat Mark Hunt, he's beat Alexi Olenek. Um, you know, as I say, yeah. the only losses he has on his record are both to Francis Ngannou. Um, one was yeah. um, a stoppage from a doctor, and then the other one was um, a TKO as well. Look, losing to Ngannou, you know, your stock doesn't really get damaged from that, I'd say, because, you know, everyone yeah. loses to Angano apart from Stipe um, and, and Derek. So, yeah, it's, um, I'm really, really looking forward to this. I always love a heavyweight fight, so we, we hope for knockouts. But we'll, we'll see yes. what happens. We'll see what happens. Do you feel like um, these two fighters are, you know, what, what can they do in the heavyweight division, do you think?
1: Oh, different. I've, I, look, I've look, I think I look more at Blades on just the way he's fighting at the moment. I think he's got more... His career, he's got the wrestling as well and the ground and pound. He's just like—that's what I mean. He's got more tools, I think. Um, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. But he beat. I don't know. I think Ngano's just next level now. I think he's just going to get fucking more dangerous day. I don't even care about his technique. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to see. It's just a. It's just a freak show with him. I just just put him. If, even this. Oh man! I don't know. I know this is ridiculous, but him and Dylan White keep talking about doing a crossover, like, boxing match and stuff like that. Who do? And i just like... umgano and Dylan White. Yeah, yeah. Because Angano said he's always wanted to do boxing and he's getting a bit bored with not getting any fights and the stuff. And I think Dylan White watches MMA. I think he's done MMA before and he's just like, yeah, I'll, I'll fight that Angano guy sort of just taking the piss. And even that, I look at it and i like, I know you look at the, like, the McGregor... Um, Mayweather fight, but that was like technical. But with a heavyweight boxing match, it's like, like I swear to God, I'd love to see Gano just go into a, a professional boxing match and fight like he did against strike and just see what happens. I just because you don't see that in heavyweight boxing, do you? Just someone swinging from like yeah. round one anymore, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's, it's all technical and working someone out, getting behind the jab, getting
0: behind just, the jab, I, yeah.
1: <laughs> I just, I, I just wonder if he. Actually, I don't wonder. I know he'll carry that power with boxing gloves on as well. Yeah. Fuck, it'd be so funny to see he, him just go his, and murk.
0: His chin is all up here and that. Like, do you know what I mean? It's, it's, it don't
1: it's, matter if the other geese is unconscious. <laughs> <laughs> very, very
0: good point. Uh, Blades put out yeah. a tweet today saying, um, if you all were hoping to see a 25-minute stand-up war, you probably shouldn't tune into the main event because I fully intend on ragdolling my opponent. <laughs> I just think really- I just, so I just figured I'd let you all know ahead of time. Um, no fucking around there. He's, he's obviously thinking he's, he's going to win this fight, which is, you know, it's, it's, hard, it's hard to argue. It is hard to argue. Um, I just wanted to see if I can find the picture again. Yes, here we go. So um, we've got some fights coming up on June the 27th as well, Pete, which will we'll obviously break down that card as well. So we don't have to come onto to it um, a lot. But Dustin Poirier against Dan Hooker. Um, in the lightweight division has been announced. And then also, Mike Perry um, against Mickey Gall has been announced as well. Um, yeah, that, that's exciting. I'm really excited for those. Yeah, that's sick. Yeah. We saw Mike Is Perry that... in training cutting his shit up. What's, what's going on? I don't know.
1: What's, it looks like, I don't know what he's doing, man. He's just, I think he's losing the plot a little bit. It's because he's, he's, he's got rid of his team, has he? he's he? Yeah. He's got no team with him. Um, he said he's going to go back to the way that he used to fight, stuff like that. And today, have you seen what he said today? What did he say? he's just fucking he's having a go at us lot he's like "Oh, you fucking Europeans <laughs> over there Um, obviously, there's a picture of Darren Till and then him and he's like yeah all you fucking European lot the only things you use are raw dog a raw dogging in fucking each other or saying, like I can't remember what he's fucking right. he's just going off like probably because he thinks everyone over his everyone in Europe must be a Darren Till fan
0: <laughs> I don't know <laughs> but,
1: um, Europe's
0: quite big mate like, do you know what I mean? No, isn't it? No. Yeah, and plus he ain't having a go at us because we ain't even Europe anymore. So fucking up yours, mate. Um,
1: any- but I would, I would love to see Darren Till do him. <laughs> yeah,
0: <I'll, laughs> yeah, yeah. That I, I think Darren Till fucking <laughs> annihilates him. To be honest, like, let me. I'm just thinking of um, because I know when he got his fucking nose at, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. In, yeah. Um, I'm, when, not, I'm really. Let's have a look. Well, he's coming off two losses, Pete. He's coming off a loss to Jeff Neal. He's coming off a loss against Vin- Vin- uh, Vincente Luque as well. He did beat Alex Oliveira yeah. before that by unanimous decision, but he also <laughs> lost to Donald Cerrone. Um, he did beat Paul Felder though, back in 2018. So, you know, it's... I don't
1: know. Like, like, yes, I mean, he's good, but he's just like, like... I think the Luque one was close. I felt a bit sorry for him in that one, but that Jeff Neal one, it was just, he was just totally outclassed and, yeah. and it, I, don't, like, I don't know what he's going to try and do. Is he just going to... Because he was exciting when he first came in, he was just fucking standing there trading with people, and he looked like he looks fucking scary as well. But mm. I don't know, maybe, maybe, obviously, maybe he wasn't with the right team. But I think you need a team yeah, absolutely. to help you out a
0: little bit. You need some tra- you need um, a corner, you need a trainer. Do you know what I mean? It's mad.
1: Yeah. Is that, is that, what, what is that? Is that Fight Island, or is that not Fight Island yet? I think it's Fight Island, it must be. I
0: think. Um, yeah. June twenty seventh. Yeah, I think I think it might be. But he, I, I guess either way. He's had some he's had some boxing matches as well on Mike Perry. Um his his boxing yeah. record, um I know he's had some fights there. Um he's had um a really, really impressive um boxing uh, record here, Pete, actually. He's had one fight and one loss. So yeah, well in mate. <laughs> um <laughs> sorry, he's he's gonna have a go <laughs> at Europeans, mate.
1: Must he must have he must have had a team behind him. <laughs>
0: oh bless him right Peter thank you very much again for listening um yeah lovely episode there we always say um we won't be on for long then we end up rambling about fucking weight classes and fucking cage sizes um yeah, but always, always a pleasure. Really excited. Um, to what we'll do, obviously, next, uh, we'll break down uh, the Curtis Blades fight. Um, we haven't made any predictions, obviously, but yeah, I'm, I'm thinking Curtis Blades is probably gonna 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 get out the mm. win there, but we'll, we'll see what happens there. Um, yeah, anything else for yourself, mate? Uh,
1: yeah, but I think it might have been today. I'm not sure when the date was, but I think it's been announced. Uh, Figueredo Benavides two for the flyweight belt.
0: Oh, nice. Okay. So
1: have you have be a decent fight.
0: That's going to be good as well. It's just mm. I, I, I we've we've spoken about it before with with the little guys, you know, they don't I don't feel like they get the recognition, but their first fight was a cracker.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's sick it's a like, it's a shame to see people go as well, but I like the way when people leave or just give up their belts it's good to see just new two new people just fighting for their belt like no one's champion yet, so it's like it's, yeah. it's both it's both up for grabs.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely, yeah, really, really excited for that. When is that? Did they did they say when it is?
1: Uh, I think that's July as well. That must be another fight, island one. Yeah, I mean, I'm so excited to see that. I'm so fucking not not being. I don't mind the apex, but I'm getting a bit sick of it. Like it just seems like a training center. I can't wait for this island. I know. I be so excited.
0: Going to be, it's going to be so good. It's going to be so good. Yeah, so I, I've got just quickly, um, we won't go through all the card, obviously. But this weekend, we've got Blaze versus Volkov. Um, that's um, at the Apex Centre. We've got Poirier versus Hooker. Uh, that's June 27th. That's at the Apex Centre as well. Um, Usman Burns, um, which is obviously, you know, a really, really exciting fight. That's July the 12th. That's going to be on Fight Island. And then we've got Calvin Cater against Danie That's on Fight Island as well. And then the, the the card, as Pete just mentioned before that, Figueredo against Benavidez. That's on Fight Island as well. That's on July 18th. Mate, the cards are coming thick and fast. The fights are coming oh, no. thick and fast. I'm very excited.
1: So excited! Can we get there? Can you get a flight there?
0: Yeah, can we get there? Can we get to Abu Dhabi? You know, I'm I'm hoping that you know lockdown and stuff's going to start easing, um, because mm. you know I do miss the, the bit of uh, the the crowd roaring and stuff during a fight. But yeah, thank you to the UFC for putting on these amazing fights during a, a time like this to try and distract I us just, from all the crazy shit. I was, I was
1: just thinking as well. What is that going to be? there might be good times as well. That'd be Debbie. Debbie that might be earlier. Um, so I mean. So, I remember watching. I remember watching the Khan fight out uh, when it was in Abu Dhabi, and it was on. I think it started about eight or nine, like the main event.
0: Yeah, I think eleven. It says eleven p.m. here, and I'm on the. It gives me oh. the media time. Yeah, so I think I think it's going to be about eleven o'clock. Uh, it might start. Um, oh, there's some more fights here. Sorry, I didn't scroll down. Um, Whitaker versus Till. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's July the twenty fifth, that's at Fight Island. Um Holm against Aldana as well. And then we've got oh Miochik against Cormier. Uh, that's gonna be on August the sixteenth. That's the main card as well. Sick. Oh god, what what's is that
1: is that is that there as well? Or is that uh, it doesn't else?
0: say, you know. It doesn't say. I think no. by August we'd we're hoping for it to be a little bit a little bit better. Um but yeah, we've got um that's the only yeah. fight that's been announced yeah. on that card so far. So, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. We, who knows what the world's going to be looking like at that time.
1: <laughs> I mean. do. do. I'll just tune in for that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that's worth the yeah. money itself. Worth the money in itself. Um, <laughs> beautiful. Really, really excited. <clears throat> we'll catch up next week, mate, to review the fights and talk some more shit. And, uh, yeah, I'll see you next week. Sweet. Yep. Later. Take care. Mate. Take care.